Hello, podcast listeners. This is the Brendan Brown's Collections of Facts and Theories podcast show. I mean, hello, podcast listeners. This is the Brendan Brown's Collections of Facts and Theories podcast show. I know you heard me have on a mask because I did have on a mask. <laughs> I had on a mask. Yep, yep, yeah, I did. Because I want to start out my video by telling you guys this virus is going around. We're having a pandemic. So make sure you guys wear your mask, wash your hands for 20 plus, I mean, for 15 plus seconds, which means 20 seconds. Make sure um, you social distance six feet, knowing that the virus can go farther than six feet, but just stay six feet. And if you are a Christian, stay prayed up, prayed, and that's all you got to do. And that's all I wanted to really say for um, for today, for that one, for that part of the, um, this episode. So I'm about to play this motivational video called, hold up, Hmm. called Commitment, okay, Commitment. Or you know what? No. I might play um the other motivational video. Yep. I'll play Seth Godin's Advice Will Change You. One of the greatest interviews ever. This idea of what we normalize in our culture is so important. But I think this idea of what we normalize in our culture is so important. If you think back just a hundred years ago when women didn't even have the right to vote yet, when it wasn't exceptional at all to be overtly racist, that there were just expectations in our culture that we have moved past. And the fact is that the world is changing faster than ever, and today is the slowest it's ever going to change again. And that cycle keeps accelerating. The question is in which direction? And I think that each of us, if you've got a keyboard, if you've got a device that's connected to a billion people, has a chance to speak up in a certain way. So I've blogged every day for a lot of days in a row, because it's a privilege. The idea that you can share an idea and say, what do you think of this? Or I assert that, and see how that contributes to the next thing. Why wouldn't you? Everyone should blog every day, even if you do it under another name. Like, I get that some people don't want to reveal their own self in this way. I don't blog every day because I have a, a new blog ready. I blog every day because it's tomorrow. And that idea that there's going to be something from me tomorrow on the blog challenges me today to think about what's the smartest, biggest, most generous contribution I can make tomorrow. And that pattern continues. And part of what we get stuck on is we say, I don't feel like doing X, Y, or Z, so I don't do it. But the opposite is the way that habits are created. If you do something every day, then you will come to feel like doing it. So don't wait until you feel inspired or creative. That never works. I've never seen that that works from anybody. It's all about discipline. Yeah. If there's only three people in the world you're making this for and they don't like it, you're toast. <laughs> right? That. This whole idea of Kanban, making the supply chain really thin, making sure that the quality of each piece is just right for those three people, makes it 
a much bigger obligation on your part. Whereas if it's a million people, you're like, whatever. Fine, you didn't like it? Go ahead, I got others, plenty of them. And that shift, that's where it becomes magical. And if you name any artist who has stood the test of time in whatever field, that is what they did. What they did is worried about a few and ignored the non-believers. We're scared of intent because if you announce your intent, even to yourself, it makes it way more likely you're going to fail. Right? So we go into the store and someone says, can I help you? You say, I'm just looking. I'm just looking is a statement of no intent. And that's the way many people have been trained to go through life because the system wants you to have no intent. It wants you to do your job, get paid, buy stuff, put it in a storage unit, watch TV, repeat. No intent. And as soon as we start having intent, we hesitate because who are we to do it? Right? We feel like an imposter when we have intent. But if you can announce your intent, then you can get to who exactly are you seeking to change? What change exactly are you seeking to make? So you know who has intent? Surgeons. If you go to a surgeon, she doesn't just accidentally cut you open. She says, you have a blocked vein or whatever. I'm going to go in there and fix it. Intent. It either works or it doesn't work. And that action, whether we work for a company or on our own, can fuel us doing ever better work. Because we can say, I set out to do this, and it either worked and I'm sorry it did, or it worked and I'm glad it did, or I could have done it better and here's how. And how do you set intentions? Is it goals? Is it values? Is it a mission? For me personally? Yeah, and for anyone out there who wants to do it. Well. I think that all of us have no place to begin but with ourselves. What turns us on? What gives us a smile? What would uh, make our late parents happy? What, do, what would happen to our status with our neighbors and our role in the community if X, Y, or Z happened? So we always begin there, even the most selfless person on earth. You know, you're diving into a, a, a shark-infested waters to save someone's life. Well, Yes, saving their life is important, but part of the reason it's important is you want to be the kind of person that would have do done that act and saved that person's life. Being that kind of person is better than walking away and watching them drown. So that's where we begin, which is getting clear in our head about what are the shifts we seek to make to become the person we want to be. And then there's a, a series of choices we have to make, but I think they're easier if we have habits. Habits get us results. Goals are results. But you can't, having the goal of I'm going to make a number one bestseller, what do you, that didn't tell me anything. Whereas having the goal of I'm going to write every single day and I'm going to learn this and this, and maybe the byproduct is that there's a bestseller at the end, those are different things. So I'm way more focused on habits than I am on specific goals that are out of your control. Well, we need to clarify something right from the start. Okay. My definition of marketing doesn't match what some people's definition of marketing is. I do not define marketing as hype, advertising, promotion, scamming, selfish, narcissistic, short-term thinking, which is what a lot of people think of when they do marketing or when they are marketing. I define marketing as anything we do that changes the culture for the better. If you're willing to take responsibility for the work you're doing, and you're bringing something to the world, then you're a marketer, because if you do it better, it's gonna work better than if you don't. And so, 
Yeah, I've written uh, those bestsellers, but almost none of them belong in the quote marketing section because they're about things like culture or technology or how we organize to move forward. So have I been a marketer my whole life? I think everyone has, but I think that I've been more intentional about it from a really young age. Not because I was born with it. None of us were. So you have a cool idea, but maybe you don't know what to do with I'm it. Sorry, but Easy. First things first, you need a were born able to walk or talk, but because I decided it was important and I practiced it. Okay. Were you always looking for ways to make yourself better or make the world better when you were a kid, or did that come later you know, through university and after that, when you started starting your own businesses and started yeah, writing? Yeah, you know, I was really lucky with where I grew up and how I grew up. I won the birthday lottery, and um, certainly with, you know, the privilege that comes from being born in 1960 and where I was born, but also... Uh, my parents. My dad was the volunteer head of the United Way. My mom was the first woman on the board of the art museum in town. So Buffalo, New York is a little tiny place. Uh, not that big a community of people who are leading. And so my parents certainly weren't wealthy, but we grew up acting like we uh, were leaders in the community. And so there were always people traipsing through my house. And I grew up thinking it was normal to decide to contribute in some way through example, through direct contribution, whatever it was. That's what normalized in my house. And part of the work I'm trying to do in the culture is now that we are not just in our house but online, the more we see that, the more we learn that what's expected of you is that you will be part of something and make that thing better, the more likely people will act that way. The idea of the media ecosystem and all the noise that's out there and what happens when you give everyone a microphone you know steve martin famously said that uh, half the people are below average and it doesn't matter what you're measuring they are and the idea that we used to have a gatekeeper for who got a microphone was good and bad it was bad because it silenced voices we needed to hear but it was good because it also kept microphones away from people who wanted to tear things down when i think about what is on offer from the social media networks? It's really important to decode this. You are not their customer. You are their product. You did not pay them to use Twitter or Facebook. They are selling you to someone else. So they've created a regime where they make us feel bad all day long. And the only way to feel less bad is to click something. That's the cycle that they've built. And the problem with that cycle and the easily measured number of how many followers you have is it pushes people to be prurient, pushes people to be angry, it pushes people to tear folks out because that's what sells. If it bleeds, it leads, right? But it doesn't build a culture that we're proud of. Mm -hmm. The alternative is to say, I don't care how many people are following me Thank and I'm never going to hit the boost button because my job is not to make Facebook that's happy nor is it to make Twitter happy. My job is to create... I'm sorry, I paused this podcast, but that's just how I am. I'm just the same way, just like my Instagram. I agree with him. I really agree with him. It don't matter how many accounts, how many followers, how many this and that you got. As long as you're doing Instagram for fun, do it for fun. Don't worry about that number, because that number is just a number. That ain't nothing, because guess what? God can bless you in a different way. He can. And that's why I keep telling you guys, like I said on one of my last YouTube videos or I think podcast episodes, I did say that um, 
I don't care if if I get five followers. I'm just doing it for fun and I'm doing it so that I can help people through life because that's how I am. I want to help people through Christ and I also wouldn't mind talking to you about video games and other things you like because my main topics are video games, news that occur now, and especially Christianity. But I'm about to resume back to this video so y'all can listen. A body of work that I'm proud of. And if we can embrace the idea of a smallest viable audience, not the biggest possible audience, but what's the audience that could sustain you? 10 people, 100 people, 1,000 people, it would be enough. And once you can get comfortable with enough in a world of infinity, it doesn't really matter how noisy it is. I'm notorious for saying there's absolutely no such thing as writer's block. When I talk to people who say I don't have anything to say, when I talk to people who say they have writer's block, I say, show me your bad writing. Show me the stuff you've written that's no good. They don't have any. I say, if you show me enough bad writing, I guarantee you some good writing will slip through. You can't help it. It will slip through. My friend Isaac Asimov wrote 400 books, published them in the old days when it was hard to publish that many books. And I said to him, how do you do this? And he said, every morning I get up and I go to the typewriter and from 6.30 to noon I type. It doesn't matter what I type. And what happened was his brain realized he was going to type anyway. You might as well type something good. I've been told the writer's block is when you put too much emphasis on what you're about to create, as if it matters more than it does, and that stops you from doing it because you're worried about the judgment or how it's going to be, and you should just stop that and just write. Yeah, I think it's an interesting way to, to get a similar idea, which is that no one gets talker's block. No one gets walker's block. That if you are physically fit, you can do those things. But when it comes time to put it in print, you're saying, oh no, something big is about to happen here. And I guess what we're both saying is this discipline of going through the work of doing it. And when I say writing, I don't mean writing. I mean leading, connecting, inspiring. Whatever it is you think is important begins with the word. It begins with what are you going to say next? How are you going to bring this digital idea, even if you're speaking it, it's still digital, it's letters, to the next person so that it makes a difference to them? a difference. That's what this video says. How would you like to help local businesses oh, and get compensated very well all without ever leaving? City, change your life, change your dreams. I think it's Motor Fire City. My bad. Like university, but it says Motorversity. Motorversity. There we go. Motorversity, guys. Motorversity. Okay. Well, after that, since it's in that good motivational video, I told you guys I was going to start playing more of them. So, our next topic is going to be Injustice 3. So, Yesterday morning when I was doing my Jesus book, I was just about to, before I even do it, I was just about to look at Instagram for a little bit. Just got up, washed my face, and that's what I did. Then I saw this from, um, Boss Logic. And now, now um, Rams TV is making a leak about it too, which is true. I think it is a leak. Um, hold up. Yep, right here. 
and Justice 3. So, I don't know if this is real or not, because I remember Rams TV did say Block Boss Logic is like an artist, so I think he might have made this Injustice 3 poster, but it looked real. It has WB, DC, and NetherRealm Studios on the logo, so I think this is real. So, we don't know when it's going to be released. It should be released next year, because, you know, it's a two-year gap for every game, but they say they're trying to support Mortal Kombat longer, but we don't know, because we're hearing that Ed Boon now is going to DC Fandom event. So, which means that now it's going to have Ed Boon. So, either we're going to get a new combat pack or something new for Mortal Kombat 11. Or, either we're going to get Injustice 3 trailer. And, that Batman game, we're still trying to figure out. And, then we already know that we saw that Suicide Squad game. Which is going to be my next title. Suicide Squad, anyway. My next topic. And, um, I'm going to get to that in a few moments. But, we're focusing on Justice 3 now. So, Injustice 3... We know we've been waiting on the Justice 3 for a while. And so, I've been waiting for it since 2017 because of the ending. It was like, it was a good ending, but at the same time, it felt more of like a cliffhanger. Because, like, you don't know what happened. It's like when Justice 1, I thought it was going to be Superman breaking out, but he didn't. He was still in that jailhouse. Because, you know, he saw his red lasers at the end of the first game. And you thought, oh, well... I thought he was going to break out on the next game. Nope, he's still in there because he got people trying to break him out like Wonder Woman and them. And then the second one ended with either two endings, which even if I spoil it, y'all should already know it. Superman wins. Control Mind controls the whole entire Justice League and the regime is reformed or either Batman wins and he starts his new um, circle of trust. And then Superman goes to the Phantom Zone. Which means Superman can never come back from the Phantom Zone. Which means that Batman versus Superman rivalry won't happen on the next game. Which they're trying to say that this new villain is going to be some, I think, Black Lantern um, villain. Like, the, like um, he, he has the Black Lantern rings. Um, he's like a Black Lantern core has like the zombies, I think. Because there's different lanterns. Because, you know... The Lantern Corps are like the rainbow. It's Roy G. Biv. Like, um, red for anger. Orange for... Actually, there's no meaning for the orange core, but I know there's a meaning for the red core. Red means evil and anger. Orange means I don't know what. Yellow is fear. Blue means wisdom and peace. Greens means willpower and strength. Defending. Um, purple means, I guess, passionate. And pink means love. So, yeah. There's different, um, different lantern corbs around here. So, that's all I had to say. But, um, we don't know what injustice there would be. I believe it probably would be released 2021, but we don't know nothing until we look at this DC Phantom event in, um, you know what, August 22nd. Sorry again, podcast listeners, that was my mother, and, um, you know, I had to edit it out so y'all couldn't hear that. But back to justice, yeah, we don't know any speculations until August 22nd, 2020, which is this month, August 22nd. So... We'll see what happens there. The Batman game, all those stuff, you know, et cetera, et cetera. We know from YouTube videos, from everything to now, even my podcast. 
of leaks and speculations. We don't know nothing yet. But there's a leak that I see. So now, going back to Suicide Squad. This is my next topic, Suicide Squad. Now, we saw a picture with Superman. But Boss Logic had multiple pictures of Flash, Wonder Woman, and Batman. But it looked like the Injustice versions of them. Except Superman. Superman looks like the real one. Because you know that was a leak from Twitter. So... We don't know anything about the Suicide Squad game. All we know is that probably it's just going to be focusing on the Suicide Squad game, Superman, or the Justice League. We don't know yet. Now, the rest of those pictures that I just told you about Flash, Wonder Woman, Batman, those are all fake. I can already know that. But the Superman one is definitely real because I remember the Rocksteady did send that one. So whatever Rocksteady is doing, they're doing something. And now WB Montreal is took a Rocksteady ID, I guess, and going to make the new Batman game like how we already speculated. So, we don't know what's going to happen. All we know is that um, we just need to be prepared and hype. And I realize that, you know, there's older generations. I'm one of the older generations of Batman Arkham, you know, video game players who play the games. Because you remember the Rocksteady one started in 2009. And now this, the new generation, the new generation is going to play the new one, which is the WB Montreal, which means this one should start. It should have started 2019, like, 10 years later. But don't you realize that? Like, 10 years later, it's already, it was already an Arkham, you know, franchise 10th anniversary. And now, a year later after the 10th anniversary, we're getting another game for it. But it's basically a soft reboot, and it's from a different company. But that company still made a prequel game for the Rocksteady games, basically. I know, it's a lot of stuff. But that's all I had to talk about Suicide Squad. And they did say that Harley Quinn probably would become a Mortal Kombat, which would be good because then they could do a little endorsement deal like how Mortal Kombat does with their characters and make Harley Quinn be supportive because of, you know, the game of Suicide Squad. Just like with Joker for Joker Phoenix or Terminator because the new Terminator movie came out of Robocop because they just want a Robocop icon. Yeah, but now DC fandom. So, there's another trailer of DC fandom I never watched, but I saw a leak of it. And um, not that much to talk about. All we know is that DC fandoms come out. Blah, 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 etc, etc, etc. Let's go to the best one. Avengers Beta. So, I was watching Avengers Beta. And I saw a little bit of it. I don't want to see all of it. Because I want to play myself. Because it's open to PlayStation users like me. On August 14th. So I'll be playing that. And... um because I never pre-ordered. So people who didn't pre-order it, they can still play the game on PS4. And then it's open to everyone the week after that. So guess what? The PlayStation people get a week extra. And then the people who pre-order all systems, consoles, can get it extra to end the pre-order. You know, the open beta ones who didn't pre-order. But basically, go back to the story of Avengers. I saw it, and it looks amazing. Captain America plays just like how he played on the um, Winter Soldier. No, Winter Soldier. The first Avenger video game he played on in 2011. So, he plays the same. It seems great. Everything seems okay. And it seems like you're playing Spider-Man a little bit, but more of a team-up game. Not really team-up, but you play different characters. But, um, can't really say that much about it because I never watched that much. I only watched, like, a little bit of it from Caboose's videos. And, um, I really just want to play for myself and see how it is. And then I'll tell you, like, a little review probably and make an episode on YouTube about it. Because usually when I start doing my reviews, I'm going to start doing my reviews on 
um, YouTube and not on my podcast. So if I'm making a review for a movie or a game, I'm going to start doing it on my YouTube videos. And then when I'm talking about topics and everything, I'm going to be talking on my podcast. So, yeah. Uh, my next YouTube video should be coming out very soon. Just start checking out my link to my website. Just hit my website, you know, on the Anchor or whatever you're listening this to. Hit the website link, and then you'll see it on my website. You'll have the link to my YouTube channel and my pastor's one as well. Because I just added a new section to my website about my pastor, and I just had um, something else new, which I'm going to go very late, late later. But, um, yeah, Avengers beta. I wish Avengers was a DC fandom, but... Technically, you will get what I'm trying to say why it couldn't be a DC fandom. We all know that. And it's because they're the Avengers. Avengers can't be with Justice League members. That wouldn't work. Marvel and DC are two separate companies. They have both the same idea of making superheroes, but one is more popular than the other. DC is popular than Marvel because it was first and everything. But now, when it, come, when it comes to anime and movies now... DC wins, but when it comes to live-action movies, Marvel wins. But now with the new DCEU thing, I think the DCEU is going to beat the Marvel Cinematic Universe, knowing now that Iron Man, Captain America is dead, Black Widow is dead, and the original Avengers cast can't really come together because of their contracts. Because Iron Man and Cap, their contracts are done, and... If you want to bring Black Black Widow, you can still bring her back because she won't mind playing any more movies. Nor, um, or, um, Hulk and Hawkeye. You see, you can't bring Black Widow because she already did. So, my thing is, what they should have done is they should have time traveled to the same event where, um, Thanos was. And they could have knocked Thanos down and took his soul. Mm-hmm. Then Gamora would have lived. And all they got to do is just bring back Gamora with them. Oh, yeah, exactly. That's how Endgame should have been. Instead of Black Widow traveling back to 2014, they should have traveled to 2018. But they wouldn't knew because the only people who actually knew who died then was Gamora and um, Thanos. There's the only two who actually knew who died at that time. But if they could have went to 2018, they probably would have saw Thanos and Gamora kill Thanos... Get Gamora, get the Soul Stone, and keep on moving. And that would have been awesome because then you get the old Gamora coming back. You have the Soul Stone, Black Widow lives, and Hawkeye still won't have to mourn over that. And the original Avengers would be together, and only two who actually die would be Iron Man and Cap. I mean, Cap would have got old, and Iron Man would have died. I forgot Cap was already aging. Yeah, because of the time thing and everything. Even if the Cap still couldn't play, his Cap would be too old. Dang. He aged. But now let's go to the, um... We may can have a little mini Avengers talk. Probably a little soon. Probably could. On um, my YouTube channel. But, um... I think that's it for Avengers. And, um... Now I guess I'll go to my last topic for today. It's my blog post. So, my blog post, this will be very brief because I want y'all to see it. I added a new blog. Y'all can see it. Just click the link to my website. Go down go down to the bottom of my website and you'll see the 
you'll see the um blog and you'll see my blog that I made from um, this new thing. I'm not gonna really say it now because I want you guys to see it and y'all will probably like it. Just look at it. I have the link to it so that y'all can do it and I have the time and date when y'all can usually do it. So um just look at that and um I think that's it. Jeremiah mm, support his channel as well. Try to subscribe to his podcast. Subscribe to mine if you can. Um, subscribe to my YouTube channel and click that link down, down. No, well, not down below because we're not even on YouTube. But you know to click my YouTube. You know to go to my YouTube channel and just subscribe. And um, subscribe to Jeremiah's YouTube channel as well. Watch his YouTube videos. Watch his podcast. Because it's really amazing. Because if y'all, if any of you podcast listeners are into politics, you would really. Enjoy Jeremiah's podcast very much. Would you enjoy it? Just like how I enjoy it. I'm not even into politics, and it's very amazing. It's organized. It's everything. I'm not trying to say I'm not organized because I'm organized too. It's just that Jeremiah knows how to really edit things, put them in a section, segment them, and do what he can do for his podcast. And it's a great thing Jeremiah is getting paid for us because it's a good thing. He's getting paid for something he loves doing. But I, for myself, don't want to do it because you got to put your bank account number and everything in it. That's too personal. So I'll rather just do the podcast like how I'm doing it and keep it moving. So um, I'll tell you guys any new stuff I got, I guess. I'll make new episodes, make new YouTube videos, and I'll do what I can do best to inform all you podcast listeners. Have a blessed day. Goodbye.